praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I'm free. Are there any ver are there any free people in the virtual sanctuary this morning that know that it is because of God? It is because of a man named Jesus that set us free. Amen. And now we know what real freedom is like. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I am free. Well, good morning. I hope well and friends. What a blessing it is to be together once again in the virtual sanctuary of the Hopewell Experience, Hope at Home, Hopewell Everywhere. Do me a favor. If you have not already, go ahead and share this. Go ahead and tag others in and let them, let them know the word is getting ready to go forth. And they don't want to miss this divine encounter by God for their lives to be forever changed. Once you've done doing that, make sure you grab your communion elements. It's first Sunday and we will partake in the Lord's Supper um, at the end of the service today. So make sure you grab that and have it handy as we get ready, amen, later on to partake and to celebrate uh, the sacrifice of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Let's go quickly to the Word of God, Mac, Mac, oh my goodness, Mark chapter 9, <laughs> almost said Matthew, Mark chapter 9, verse 14 through 29, Mark chapter 9, Mark 9. Mark chapter 9. Amen. I'll be reading, reading from the New Living Translation of the Bible. Uh, we thank God for our worship team and our media ministry. Amen. Whether we're online or in person, amen. They're still behind the scenes making sure the whole world experience is going forth. We thank God for our trustees that are here every week. Amen. Handling the business of the church, we thank God for them. And to all of you that have tuned in today on this 4th of July, thank you so much for being a part of the Hope World experience. Mark chapter 9. Starting at verse 14 all the way to verse 29 from the New Living Translation of the Bible. And it reads as this. When they returned to the other disciples, they saw a huge crowd surrounding them. And some of the teachers of the law were arguing with them. When the crowd saw Jesus, they were overwhelmed with awe and they ran to greet him. What is all this arguing about, Jesus asked. One of the men in the crowd spoke up and said, Teacher, I brought, I brought my son so you could heal him. He is possessed by an evil spirit that won't let him talk. And whenever the spirit seizes him, it throws him violently to the ground. Then he foams at the mouth and grinds his teeth and becomes rigid. So I asked your disciples to cast out the evil spirit, but they couldn't do it. Jesus said to them, you faithless people, how long must I be with you? How long must I put up with you? Bring the boy to me. So they bought the boy. But when the evil, evil spirit saw Jesus, it threw the child into a violent convulsion and he fell to the ground, withering and foaming at the mouth. Verse 21, how long has this been happening? Jesus asked the boy father. He replied, since he was a boy, the spirit often throws him into the fire or into the water, trying to kill him. Have mercy on us and help us if you can. What do you mean, if I can? Jesus asked. Anything is possible if a person believes. The father instantly cried out, I do believe, but help my unbelief. Help me to overcome my unbelief. When Jesus saw the crowd of onlookers was growing, he rebuked the evil spirit. He, he said, listen, you spirit that makes this boy unable to speak and to, uh, and unable to hear and to speak, he said, I command you to come out of this child and never enter him again. Then the spirit screamed and threw the boy into a, another violent convulsion and left him. The boy appeared to be dead. Rumor ran throughout the crowd as people said he's dead. But Jesus took him by the hand and helped him to his feet, and he stood up. 
Afterwards, Jesus was alone in the house with his disciples. They asked him, why couldn't we cast out that evil spirit? Jesus said, this kind can only be cast out by prayer. Father, we thank you now. Oh, God, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you for your word that is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. We pray now, Father God, that you will be in our midst. Help us to grow. Help us to be changed. We don't want to leave the same. We don't want to leave the same way that we came. Father, have me behind the cross. Empower me. Strengthen me, oh God. To say what needs to be said. In Jesus' name we pray. And God's people said amen. I want to preach this morning from the title. And uh, before I even give the title, the praise team already sang about it this morning. Freedom. Freedom. All of us, uh, whether we're online or whether we're in person, the few that's in person right now, have something in common. We have an issue or we have issues. All of us, no matter what our titles may be, no matter what our social economic background may be, no matter what your job is, what you drive, where you live, what you wear, all of us have an issue or we have issues. And if you like me, if you like me and you know that you have issues or, or have a, if, you, if you like me, you know you have an issue and issues. We, we will try to self, I don't want to use the word medicate. We will try to self-help ourselves out of what we're in. Trying to do everything on our own strength. Trying to do everything through our own knowledge. Trying to do everything by, the, by our own selves. Trying to bring us out of the bondage that we are in. We're trying to do everything that we can. We're trying to be like Mother Ayanna Vincent and fix our own lives with self-help books and, 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 and different ways to be able to find that freedom that we so long desire in our lives. And sometimes if you're like me, if you're like me, I've gotten frustrated along the journey. What I'm trying to do right, evil is always present. What I'm trying to do, what I need to do, what I'm trying to get to that place called freedom, when I'm trying to cross this thing off of my list, I have other issues that I may need to get to and I'm trying to get this one off of of my list and it seems as if I'm never going to be able to attain the level of freedom that I desire. Can I help us out this morning to let us know something that we need, a secret ingredient that's going to be need for us to be able to experience real freedom in our lives and not just real freedom but lasting freedom in our lives. We just don't want a temporary freedom. I believe you're like me. You don't want a temporary freedom but you want a lasting freedom that's not here today and gone tomorrow but something, something on the inside that's continuing to work and to move and those desires and, and, and those desires that we've had before that they will no longer be there that we can be able to testify that the old saints will say things I used to do I don't do anymore places I used to go I don't go anymore desires I used to have I no longer have anymore why because there was a change of freedom that came into my life let me help us out real quick the lasting freedom that we need is unattainable without divine intervention yes 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 the freedom that you and I 
desire a real lasting freedom, a lasting freedom that you and I desire in our lives will be unattainable without divine intervention. I don't care how many books you read. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care who you know. I don't care who you talk to. All those things may be supplements to help you to be able to get to the freedom that you desire in your life. But the freedom, the lasting freedom that you are not need in our lives is unattainable without divine intervention from who? From Jesus himself. To be able to get involved in our lives, get involved in our hearts, and get involved in our issues and bring deliverance, total deliverance in our lives. If you're, if you're like me, if you're like me, and you may have an issue or issues, we're in good company this morning because our text introduces us to a family that has some issues. Bible stars off in Matthew chapter 9 verse 14 uh, 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 that the religious teachers are arguing with the disciples because they stood back and they've watched the disciples at work and they seen that this father has bought his son to them that he, he, he is possessed by an evil spirit and the, and the religious people are stepping back trying to see if they're going to do what they've seen the teacher do what they've seen Jesus do and they sit back and they're looking around and they're seeing that they're not able to do what Jesus has done before. And so an argument begins to happen and Jesus steps on the scene. He sees that a crowd is coming along and Jesus says, what's all this arguing about? Uh, he might have been trying to take a nap. He might have been talking to somebody about a ministry endeavor, whatever the case may be. But he comes on the scene and he said, what is all of this yelling and arguing about? I mean, I'm hearing this person yell. I'm hearing this person throw shade and put shame on the disciples because they weren't able to cast out this evil spirit. Out of the crowd, a man speaks up and he says, my son is possessed by an evil spirit and I brought him to you to heal him and I get here to your disciples and your men, your, your, your assistant pastors weren't able to do anything at all. They weren't able to bring about any freedom. They weren't able to bring about any deliverance. They weren't, they weren't able to bring about any, anything out in my son's life. He's still the same way that he was when we first came here. Let's, let's, let's step back for a moment and just look at the posture of this father. Now we don't know, we don't know, we don't know where the mother is. He may not have a mom. The mom may be there. The mom be, may be at the house. We don't know. All we know is is that this father has a son that is in need and what the father does, like any good parent would do, I'm taking my son somewhere to be able to get the help and the care that he needs. You have to understand, his son is possessed by an evil spirit that has stopped him from talking. That, that this evil spirit comes upon him and throws him into the fire and tries to throw Throw him into the water, in essence, to be able to take his life. If the son is experiencing this all the time in his life, that means the father is being distracted from other responsibilities because he's having to take care of his son that's ill. He's not able to go to work like he may need to at 9 o'clock because at 8.30 his son had an episode, and so he was late trying to get to work. He had other endeavors that he may have had to do, but had to 
to be put on hold because his son was in trouble. Any good parent will sacrifice and do what by any means necessary, pay the cost, do whatever, go wherever to be able to get the necessary help that their child needs. This is the position that this father is in. And not only has his father bought bought his son to people to be able to help. He stands there and he sees that nothing happens with his son. Nothing has changed. <laughs> you mean to tell me I done took an Uber, I done spent all this money on a taxi, I done rented a goat, I done rented a camel to come all the way down here and my son had an episode, almost fell off the camel and we get here and you're still not able to do nothing? Imagine the frustration of this father to see his son in agony, but to bring him somewhere and still, there's no change. Still, there's no help. Have you ever been in a position before in your life? Maybe it was not your child. Maybe it was your issue that you went to the place that you thought was going to be able to help you. <laughs> And you get there and all you know, you looking at this long hospital bill, this long doctor bill, this long bill that you're going to have because of the services that were provided. But you left the same way that you came. Imagine the heart of this daddy. Got a son. I don't know what to do with him. If I could take on, if I could take on his pain, I would do it. If I could heal him myself, I would. And I bring him to the disciples of Jesus who watched Jesus, who studied Jesus, who learned under the master, and they were not able to do anything at all. Many of us, <laughs> truth be told, may be in that place right now that you, you are just absolutely exhausted. You are tired beyond tired. You are the poster child. You are the definition of tired and exhausted because you have exhausted all forms of resources trying to get the help that you need to only find out. None of it worked. Jesus comes on the scene. He says, what's all this talking about? What's all this arguing about? The father explains the situation and look at what Jesus says to the son. Look at what Jesus says to the father. Jesus tells the father, bring the boy to me. Bring me the boy. You remember that episode from the Cosby show when Vanessa got in trouble with her boyfriend or whoever it was and, 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 and Dr. Hustle just kept saying, bring me the boy. Vanessa interrupted the conversation. She said something else. She said, he said, I don't care. Bring me the boy. He was real cool, calm and collective in his doctor's jacket and just said repeatedly, bring me the boy. And this is what Jesus says. He says, bring me the boy. Jesus is there. The first step to freedom is taking a step towards Christ. <laughs> I got to help us out real quick. I got to help us out real quick. The first step for us to be able to experience lasting freedom in our lives is to take the first step 
to Jesus. Now, you have to understand the invitation was extended to the father to bring the boy to Jesus, but the father had to take that step in order to bring his son to Jesus for Jesus to be able to intervene and to work in his life. What are you saying, Pastor? The father had to take a step of faith. I don't know if this is going to work, but if I know if I stay where I am, I'm going to experience the same thing that I've been experiencing, and there's been absolutely nothing. So in essence, I have nothing to lose at all. I'm going to take that step of faith and make that step towards Christ and see if Christ will make the difference in my child's life. Here's the mistake that we have made, saints of God. I got to say it. I don't want to say it, but I got to say it. We have made a step towards the church. Church ain't helped us. We done made a step towards the pastor. Pastor didn't help us. We done made the step to every revival, every national known revivalist and preacher and teacher of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And we've gone and we've traveled and we've gone everywhere, expected to be healed, expected to be delivered, to only get up off the floor, wrap up my sheet and realize I'm in the same state that I was before. First step to us attaining Lasting freedom in our life is to take a faith step towards Jesus and say, Jesus, you know what? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if this is going to work. I don't try some other stuff. I don't try some other people. I don't try some other things. But I'm taking this step. I'm taking this leap of faith. And I'm trusting and believing that you are going to make the difference in my life. I like what Jesus says. I like what he says in verse 19. Jesus said to them, you faithless people, how long must I be with you? How long must I put up with you? Bring me the boy. He challenges him because he's confused. How in the world could you not cast out this evil spirit when the same authority that I had it was already upon you to be able to do the things that I've done. Okay, 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 okay. How could they not cast out this evil spirit when they had just been with Jesus in Mark chapter 6 when he fed the 5,000 with two fish and five loaves of bread? How could they not cast out this spirit when they had just been with Jesus when he had an encounter with Jairus' daughter that was dead and he said, hey, if you just speak a word, my daughter could be healed. How could you not? Delivered this boy from this evil spirit after experiencing the power of Jesus. Oh, I like, I like, I like, I like. I like what Dr. Darius Daniel says, that they knew a lot of lip service, but they had no faith service. They knew a lot. They knew how to talk up a good game with their mouth. They knew how to say all the right things. They knew how to cast it out in Jesus' name. They knew how to speak in tongues. They knew all of those things, but they had no power. Can I tell you what we need now in the church of Jesus Christ today? It is not the latest technology, although that's good. It's not the newest Apple computer, although that's good. It's not the best mic. I praise God for a good mic to be able to preach the word of God and that's all well and good. It's not having an amazing worship team and a media ministry. I thank God for our team because they're great at what they do. But what we need in the church of Jesus Christ today is the manifestation of the power of God that can be able to change lives, that can be able to deliver, that can be able to set free. I heard 
I heard Bishop, 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 I heard Bishop Jackie McCullough talk about just growing up back in the day. She came, she has the roots of a Pentecostal church, and she would say that there would be so much power in the building that a drunkard will walk past the door of the church and be delivered and walk in and get saved. Because there was power amongst the people of God. And here it is, saints of God. Here it is, saints of God. If we miss that part, if we miss the power, if we miss the power, we can have great preaching. We can have great teaching. But we need the manifestation of the great power of God that will come in and transform lives and deliver and set free. He says, bring me the boy. So they bought the boy. I like this part. Look at this. But when, but when the evil spirit saw Jesus, it threw the boy into a violent convulsion, and he fell into, and he fell to the ground, withering and foaming at the mouth. I love it. I love it. I love it because notice here, notice here, notice here, notice here that when the evil spirit encountered the disciples, it did nothing. When the evil spirit encountered Jesus, it sent the boy into a convulsion. Why? Because evil spirits, evil spirits responds to power and not performance. We've done a great job at performing in church, but we have not done a great job at introducing people to the power of God that has enough power to be able to change their life. It does not matter what your issue or your issues may be. If only you can believe God can change you, God can deliver you, God can transform you, God can change your taste. God can change your appetite. If only you can believe. He says, he says, he says, he says, he says, he says, as soon as he calls the boy and he gets the boy attention, the evil spirit sends the boy into a convulsion. He's foaming at the mouth. Jesus asked the father, how long has this been happening? Jesus asked the father, he replied, since he was a little boy. Oh, God. There are some issues or issue that some of us have been dealing with ever since we were a little boy. Ever since we were a little girl. And just when we think that we made it to that place of freedom, there is something, a flashback, a scent, a smell, a face, something that sends us right back to remind us and let us know that we ain't yet been delivered. Just yet. Imagine, imagine, imagine how this father, even though he he's he's coming to he's coming to the Lord because he has no other he has no other source he has no other help, but it's probably embarrassing as well because your son is being is it, it, making it's, it's a performance an evil spirit is making a, a fool out of your son in front of everybody. Been dealing with it since he was a child, but there has to be something within us today that we say, you know what, yeah, 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 yes, I may have been dealing with this issue or these issues since I was a child, but you know what, I'm making it up in my mind today that it's going to stop with me. It's not going to go on to another generation. This will not be the legacy in my family. It is going to end with me today. I'm taking a step towards Christ, not just for me, but, but for the generations that are going to come after me. I am making a decision to cut it off right now in the name of Jesus. 
Jesus, by the authority of Jesus, you're not going to go on into another generation, but it's going to end with me today. You and I have to make up in our minds that I'm taking this leap of faith. I'm taking this step towards Christ, not just for me, but for the generations and the generations that are coming after me. I'm not taking this step towards Christ just for me, but it's about the seed that I'm carrying. Thank you, Holy Ghost, because the fight is not so much about us, but the fight is about the seed that is going to come after us. And you and I have to make it in our minds today that it's going to end with me right now, today. Father tells Jesus, He's been going with going on. He's been dealing with this since he was a little boy. The, the evil spirit often throws him into the fire or into the water, trying to kill him. Have mercy on us and help us if you can. Now, I've heard preachers talk about this, and I've heard preachers preach this, and they just down the daddy when he just said, Oh, he should have been down the father. Oh, he should have been down Jesus. But you have to understand and you have to step into the shoes of this father who's hurting. Who don't know what to do. I don't went to his assistant pastors. They weren't able to do nothing. Jesus tells me to bring the, my son to him and he goes into another convulsion. He says, he says, he says, he says, have mercy on us. Help us if you can. And I like the way Jesus responds back. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold up, homie. What do you mean? What do you mean? What do you mean? What do you mean? If I can't, have you not, have you not seen my track record? Have you, don't you, don't you know the same thing? That I, I don't show favoritism, that I'm the respectable person, that the same way I showed up for Jay Iris and his daughter, the same way I showed up for the 5,000, the same way I showed up with the women, with the woman with the issue of blood for 12 long years. Don't you know it's the same power I had to be able to deliver them? I have that same power and so much more to be able to deliver your son. Anything is possible if you can just believe I will do the impossible in your life if you would just believe that I can and I like it, I like it because here's the truth of the matter, if we're going to experience lasting freedom in our lives we have to take that step towards Christ but secondly, we have to tell our truth we have to tell our truth. What's our truth, Pastor? I like the way the father responds. The father instantly cried out and said, I do believe, but help me overcome my unbelief. Some of us, we have to tell our truth and say, I believe God, but because the pain has been so crazy, because life has been so messed up, sometimes my faith gets a little tempered with doubt every now and then, and it does not mean that I don't love God. It doesn't mean that I don't trust God. It just simply means that I'm human, and I'm trusting you, Father, but I need you while I'm having faith in you. It's to help me overcome my unbelief. Tell your truth. You gotta tell your truth. Tell your truth to be honest. Listen, listen, listen. I got faith, but I struggle sometimes. <laughs> I believe God, but every now and then, doubt tries to come over and have a sleepover. I, 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 I trust and have faith in God, but every now and then, my humanity takes over. I never forget when we were, after we had, 
after we experienced the loss of our first child, had a miscarriage, and doctors told us that it was going to be impossible for Brittany to be able to get pregnant. We go to St. Louis, and the doctor is telling us all these different things that we're going to have to do. And I'm embarrassed as a man. I'm like, man, I don't want to go through all of this stuff. I don't want to. I don't want to do all of these things. I'm trying to figure out what's going on with me. Is there something wrong with me? They want samples. They want. They want to do tests and all these different things. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, God, I done seen you do this for folks who don't even like the kids that they have right now, but they keep having them. I've seen you do this for folks who have had abortions and done all types of all types of things. I've seen you, God, do this for people who don't even deserve to be parents. Why won't you do it for me? I trust you. I believe you. But I need you to help my unbelief. In that moment, I was telling my truth and being honest with God. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Many of us will never experience lasting freedom in our lives because we don't know how to be honest. Oh, we don't know how to be honest. We know we know how to put our church face on for everybody else. Hallelujah. This is the day that the Lord has made. No, 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 honey. You have to be real and honest and say, God, this is the day that you have made. But in the moment right now, this day sucks because nothing has happened the way that I thought it was going to happen. My life is not where I thought that it was going to be. I trust you. I believe you. But help me overcome my humanity. He says, if you're going to experience lasting freedom, you're going to have to tell your truth. So, saints, that means we're going to have to take off our mask, not your real mask. Keep it on if you're out in public, vaccinated or not. Keep it on. But we're going to have to take our mask off and be real and raw with God at where we are. Because here it is. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Jesus will not deliver who you pretend to be, but he will deliver who you are, for real. <laughs> Let me say it again. He will not deliver the fake you. He will deliver the real you. So I know you come with lifted hands. I know you come looking real good. Even in the virtual sanctuary, we'll be back in the building next Sunday. No registration. Still going to have your mask and social distance. But I know you're going to come in looking all good. But he will not, he will not, he will not deliver the church of you. But he wants to reel you by your full government name. So that you can be able to experience lasting freedom. I like it. Jesus sees the crowd of onlookers unwrapping up that's growing. He, he rebuked the spirit. He says, listen, you spirit that makes this boy unable to hear and speak. He said, I command you to come out of this child and never enter him again. Spirit screamed through the war into another violent convulsion and left him. The boy appeared to be dead. Rumor ran real quick. Folks on Snapchat, real quick. <laughs> He's dead. But Jesus took him by his hand and helped him up to his feet. And he stood up. Afterwards, when Jesus was alone in the house with his disciples, they asked him, why can we cast out that evil spirit? Jesus takes a moment where he could have rightfully rebuked all of his disciples. But he used it as a learning tool. And he told them, this kind can be cast out only by prayer, and some versions will say, and fasting. I got to end with this real quick. Could it be 
that freedom has not manifested because of our own prayerlessness. Could it be that what we have danced about, what we have shouted about, what we've thrown money on the altar for has not happened in our lives because there has not been a great dependency upon Jesus to divinely intervene. And it was more on ourselves and what others could do versus what Jesus could do. Jesus said it best. He said, some stuff is only going to come out by prayer and through fasting. Oh, these are two, two powerful biblical principles that we miss in our lives. Why? All because of one curse word, discipline. To have a life of prayer. Discipline to turn over our plate because, oh, God, when we are praying, when we are fasting, oh, my gosh, there is a greater hunger. There is a greater heart. There is a greater dependency, a reliance that we have upon him to help us. Because it's less about us and what we can do. But more, Lord, if you don't help me. <laughs> Lord, if you don't intervene, God, if you don't turn some things around, God, if you don't come in right now. It's possible, very well possible, that you and I have not experienced the freedom that we desire. Because we have been prayerless. Relying more on ourselves than we have on him. Jesus models to us the lifestyle of prayer, that he even extends the invitation to his disciples. Can you not just come pray with me for an hour? And, and, and we and and we see the great the great benefits of it because when he will go off and be with his father to pray, he will come back. But great power when you when you look at the first church in Acts because they prayed, they disciplined themselves in prayer. They they disciplined themselves in fasting. Great miracles happened among them. Peter walked past somebody; his shadow healed him. Never laid a head on his shadow. Because they were willing to discipline themselves in prayer and in fasting. Oh, well, Pastor, these, these, these were great men of God. These were great disciples. These were ordinary fishermen. Everyday folks that they allow Jesus to intervene in their life and he turned their worlds upside down. So what are you saying? The freedom that you desire. Get on your face before God. I say, Lord, I need you to help me. I need you. I can't, I can't, I can't get through this on my own. I, I can't fight this thing on my own. I need you to help me. Turn over your plate. Oh, well, Pastor, I don't know about that fasting. I don't know about that. Listen, you take baby steps or whatever you have to do, but you make those steps towards that, and you lean and depend upon him, and you will see how he will help you, how he will intervene. Yeah. 
your issue or your issues. Freedom, attainable freedom, long-lasting freedom is available to us. If we just take that step towards him and be honest and tell our truth and make prayer and fasting a part of our spiritual disciplines. We'll see. Oh, we will see. We will see change and we will see transformation. We will, we will see, we will see, we will see results in our lives. Because we allow space for him to be able to intervene. Your seed is waiting on it. Generations are dependent upon you to break it now. To break it now. Whatever your issue or your issues are. It doesn't matter if you've had them all your life. There's a man named Jesus that can help you. That can set you free. No matter what it is. Things from your child. Trauma from your childhood that you still struggle with today. He can deliver you. He's a deliverer. Mama issues, daddy issues. He can deliver you today. You have a moment right now where you can ask him to come into your life if you're not saved. You can ask him to come into your life, into your heart right now. Confess with your mouth and believe with your heart. Even in the virtual sanctuary. Even in the virtual sanctuary, you can make an altar right where you are. And he can meet you. He can save you. He can deliver you. He can renew you. Let today be your day of salvation. Let your day be a day of a new change, a new start, a fresh start, a new beginning. That's the first invitation. Secondly, if you don't have a church home, we would love for you to be a part of our church family. Listen, next Sunday, we're back in the building, baby. We're back in. Come on and see us.